Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to another very exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. This is episode 126, 126, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Yes, another weekday episode. I'm taking advantage of having my studio back during the week. Uh, for those of you on the video feed, you actually see the studio. I'm raising my hands, so so those of you that only listen, just imagine that you're seeing a studio in the background here of the video, because uh, I've, I've got it back, at least for a couple more days here. Uh, so that being said, that's why we're back to the old Go Tell It to the Wall format. Uh, Common Sense Sunday's not going anywhere. That's just Those happen on Sundays and maybe a Saturday. Uh, everything else is going to be kind of branded under the traditional Go Tell It to the Wall uh, podcast episodes. Uh, I don't have a ton of time today. I've got to pick up the kiddo again at school, just like I did the other day. So for those of you watching on the video, uh, I will be looking down at my phone. It's on silent, but if it starts to light up it could be my kids school calling which i'm actually going to talk a little bit about in parenting uh and of course before we get into the meat of episode 126 we always kick things off with our social plugs you can keep up with us during episodes after episodes four episodes whenever you're so pleased and you can do that in multiple locations uh one of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall that's right facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall uh also our youtube channel Head over there and subscribe to our channel, which is at youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Again, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. You just got to remember slash go tell it to the wall uh, for most things except for this one, which would be on my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalSean. Uh, if you're an Instagram user, follow me over there as well. Lots of activity going on there in addition to all the other stuff. And of course, of course most importantly, if you remember one thing, which you don't even have to remember because you can pause and you can go back and be like, what was that? If you can't remember, slash go tell us the wall. Uh, definitely remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That is your one-stop shop for everything that is go tell us the wall. Common Sense Sundays, uh, go tell to the brewery, and of course myself, Sean O'Rourke. Uh, so bookmark that one, check back off. And you're also going to find a link to our Patreon page. Help us out financially if you have the means to do so. And of course our merch website, which links directly there from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Pick up some merch holidays right around the corner. All right, uh, and I just want to take a moment to thank everybody out there. Uh, I know, hang on, I'm going to fix this slightly. We're, we're a little bit, there we go. I've been messing with the studio camera because I've had some Zoom calls and stuff. Uh, anyway, now that we're tangented sufficiently, uh, I want to give a quick thank you to everyone who reached out and wished me a very happy birthday. My birthday was yesterday, November 18th. Uh, I hope all of your gifts are in the mail. I'm just kidding. Don't don't send me things. I don't need things. I have lots of things. Uh, I I I do like I do like tasty beers, uh, but outside of that, I've got plenty of plenty of other things. But thank you to everyone who reached out, uh, posted on Facebook, did all the things. Lots of lots of nice little messages and stuff. I really do appreciate it. I am not a huge fan of my birthday. I I, I tend to, and especially because <laughs> my wife, my sis Laura, a bunch of my good friends, they're all down in Florida. They all they usually are for my birthday. So. I'm, it was me and my kiddo. I enjoyed it, but I, I tend to get kind of like meh around my birthday. Uh, so despite that, I do appreciate everyone reaching out, and I do love seeing, you know, feeling all the love from all of you out there. So, so thank you very much. I will say I am recovering a little bit today. I, I, am, I am nursing a bit of a hangover, not a, a booze hangover, mind you. I mean, I did have a couple beers last night uh, after the kiddo went to bed, uh, but more of a food hangover. So... I had my traditional Popeye's dinner last night, which isn't a traditional birthday dinner. It's just my normal Popeye's dinner, which is two spicy chicken sandwiches and some French fries. Eh, you know, it's pretty. It, I shouldn't be eating that much, but I love those chicken sandwiches. <laughs> so I so I had two of them as usual. Uh, but the killer was my wife uh, from Florida sent me some donuts yesterday from a local place called Colorado Donuts, uh, and th these are not just like glazed donuts. These are fancy. I, I peanut butter cup like donuts and stuff like that and I haven't been eating a lot of sugar <laughs> so last night kiddos in bed I she had a little piece of one of the donuts because she sees these things like of course you get I'm not gonna have these sitting on the table and you're not gonna try them so she had like a little piece but after she went to bed I'm sitting watching tv and I was like you know what why not I'm gonna have a donut so I, I had a I had a whole donut and I'm sitting there I'm like you know what that was really good I'm, 
I'm going to have another donut. So I had two of these ridiculously decadent donuts. Uh, I'm feeling the effects today. I'm sure I gained at least five pounds between that and the chicken sandwiches. Uh, but I woke up kind of like, whoa, I am... I am feeling the food hangover. That's a lot of sugar for me. It really is. I used to be able to take down sugar like that. Not not so much anymore. So I'm recovering from the, the food that I had yesterday. Uh, and I know it's just gonna, I may as well prepare for next week because it's Thanksgiving next week. Uh, and we're having a little little gathering on Sunday with uh, with my friends once my wife is back in town. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure I'm going to eat some junk at that time as well. I'm just it's just laying the base layer, I guess. All right. Now that now that the opening is done, <laughs> took forever on that. It always happens. I'm like, we have limited time, and then I get all tangented and off the rails, and and here we are. Uh, digital trends. Let's get some, into some digital trends. If you've been on any social media platform over the past couple hours, uh, you know that this is trending. It's been trending uh, for a couple days, but now that we have an actual verdict, I don't mean to chuckle. It's just it's just just such a great example of the ridiculousness in this country. And I, I talked about it last episode. I am not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school. I don't know. I don't know the intricacies of the law. I don't. It's it's just not something I you know outside of some film law and television law. I don't know much. So I'm not going to sit here and try to discuss it uh, from an expert level. But what I will say is hold on to your butts because uh, you know that we're going to go through some stuff here, especially there in Kenosha. Uh, it, it's going it, to it could get a little wild. So just. Everybody be safe out there. Just absolutely be safe. Uh, and know that you, I say this all the time, you're going to differ in opinion with a lot of people on social social platforms, social networks. Don't engage with them. You, you know, you can disagree, but don't engage with those people because it's, it's not going to be worth your time. You're just going to get yourself more worked up. Uh, and most importantly, like I said, be safe out there. I, I'm sure we have some protests coming our way. Um, so just everyone be safe out there. And especially... Based on what happened with this trial, be extra safe out there, because uh, who knows what the hell can happen since we have now set this precedent. Uh, but that's all I'm gonna say. I, this, do your own research on something like this. I am not again. I'm not a lawyer. I don't. I'm not gonna comment from an expert perspective on this because I'm I'm not an expert in anything, especially when it comes to law. You know, criminal law. And <laughs> by no means am I am I an expert. Not even close to it. All right, another thing trending on the social networks right now, and if you're not aware of this, if you are aware of this, it's just kind of a funny anecdote, uh, and if you're not aware of this, I, it's sports-related, but I would encourage you to check this out because it's something uh, in the history of professional sports in this country that even if you're not a sports fan, uh, you can kind of recognize as crazy. Today is actually the, uh, I believe, 17th anniversary. It's not even like a round number anniversary, but it's floating around on social platforms right now because today uh, is the anniversary of the Malice in the Palace, in finger quotes, Malice in the Palace. Uh, if you're not familiar with this one, this is... Uh, a couple of the the uh, Indiana Pacers were playing the uh, uh, Detroit Pistons. Was it the Pistons? I think it, who, who, two teams. It was definitely the, the uh, Indiana Pacers because a couple guys on the Indiana Pacers started getting in fights with people in the crowd. It's come to be known as the Malice in the Palace. Coincidentally, years ago, I happened to be watching this game live. I watched the whole thing unfold live, and was just my mouth was just open the whole time. Like holy. Sh there's professional athletes in the stands right now fighting with fans. It was crazy, absolutely crazy. And again, even if you're not a sports fan, uh, it is a piece of professional sports history in this country that's like, oh my God, this this actually happened. This this not a movie. This, this this happened. So so check that out if you're not familiar with it. If you are familiar with it, you're probably remembering like, oh yeah, stuff was spawned from the dress codes for professional athletes, like oh. It was madness uh, at one time, like 17, 16, 18 years, somewhere around there. It was early 2000s. Uh, so, but that one, of course, trending on the social platforms right now because everyone remembers it. I always remember the date of it because it's my sister's birthday. And I remember being like, oh, it's my sister's birthday. I'm watching this. I wasn't with my sister, uh, but her birthday's the day after mine. And it happened the day after my birthday. So I always remember the exact date. Now, I was reminded because I opened social platforms. I was like, oh, yeah, Malice in the Palace. Why are we talking? Oh, it is. It is the anniversary, sure enough. All right, uh, there was a viral birthday tweet that went out. It really caught fire maybe like a week ago. This woman, and I'm not going to read the exact quote. I'm not even going to give her credit for, for doing this, although she deserves credit because it's kind of ridiculous. Basically put out a statement saying, if you invite me to your birthday party, uh, and, it, and it's like a dinner or something, you should be paying for the whole tab. Don't invite me to a birthday party and expect me to pay for my own food. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what the tweet was. Now, of course, common sense prevailed and she did get raked over the coals a little bit and it's funny because one of the responses or part of it was 
you know, you go to kids' birthday parties and the kids aren't paying for their own dinner. And it's like, no shit, they're kids. That's <laughs> Adult birthdays and kids' birthdays are not the same thing. Are you going to dinner parties that have a fucking bouncy house in the yard? Like, I, I, I just, these are not the same thing. You know, this is, one of these things is not like the other. Neither of them are like each other. This, it's pretty simple that way. Uh, but of course, raked over the coals. And here, here's the thing. I've never, never heard of anything like this. It's, it's, you know, if you're going to dinner for your friend's birthday, you're, you're, you're usually paying for your own. You're probably throwing in a few bucks for your friend's dinner. That, that's kind of the tradition. I, I got to say, uh, I don't think I've ever been out to, to dinner on my birthday with a group of friends and, 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 uh, and actually paid for my own dinner. It's, you know, I've even argued like, no, 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 it's your birthday. You know, and I've done that to other people. No, 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 it is your birthday. We're paying, you're not paying for your own dinner. We're all, we're splitting this tab or, you know, maybe somebody's flashing a, a black card there and then, ah, I got the whole thing, but it's it, like, really? You expect the, the person's birthday for them to pay for an entire meal for their, that's just crazy. Now, if you're having a little gathering like I am on Sunday, I bought a bunch of food and beer and, you know, I'm going to put it out. But if we went out to like a dinner at a restaurant, I've never heard of, of someone expecting the birthday person to pay for the entire meal. You know, now maybe if you're like a millionaire and your friends aren't all mil, you're like, yes, okay, well, you know, guys, I'm rich as hell. Let me go ahead and pay for this, even though it's my. That's yeah, that now we're getting into a little gray area. But for the love of God, buy your own meal. It's someone else's birthday. They didn't invite you out to buy you dinner. They invited you out to celebrate their birthday. Pretty damn simple. But of course, raked over the coals. Fortunately, some people did agree. I actually. You know, you got to put on your hazmat suit before you go into the comment section. One of the comments, people were agreeing, but I'm pretty sure common sense prevailed there. And most people are like, you are not thinking clearly on this one. All right. We got a hashtag for this particular episode because today, uh, not only the anniversary of the malice in the palace, uh, today is also apparently hashtag international men's day, not even national international men's day. You know, tons of white males out there rejoicing that they finally got their own day. The same people that are celebrating hashtag International Men's Day are probably the same people that were complaining uh, about hashtag International Women's Day and saying, well, where's our, where's the men's day? Well, there you go. It's right there. Uh, and all I'm going to say on this is, is uh, men, we don't we don't need an International Men's Day. Uh, men have have been screwing up the world for generations. Let's just go ahead and leave that one to the side. We're not talking about a marginalized group of people here. Uh, I don't know why we're having hashtag International Men's Day, but for, th for those of you celebrating, congratulations, I, I, I guess I'm not celebrating. All right, some COVID updates. Oh, boy. The mask and vax mandates really coming into full effect. I know in a lot of cities and states across the country, but specifically here in Los Angeles. Uh, I was actually out taking my daughter to dance class yesterday, uh, and we were early, so I went, we went walking around um, Walking around the area around her dance class, you know, there's and we weren't going into places, uh, but there's some re there's a couple restaurants and stores and stuff, and I was happy to see a lot of signs that were saying you need proof of vaccine to come in. Uh, some of the restaurants were they had their dining rooms closed again, and signs like because of a surge, you know, we're going through this this kind of little surge. Doesn't look like it's going to be as bad as the Delta, uh, but we're going. And it seemed like most people were complying with these mandates. Most businesses and most patrons complying with the mandates. Uh, even my my daughter who's in a dance class. I can't be in the dance class with her. They have like four, five kids in the dance class and one teacher in this giant room and they wear masks and then I sit out right outside the room and I can kind of hear what's going on and peek in for a second. Eh, oh, looking good, you know, type thing. Uh, but I'm really happy to see that. And all the masks, thankfully. I think... Now, I am spoiled being in Southern California, specifically in Los Angeles. I shouldn't say Southern California because it's a different world down there in Orange County for some people. Uh, but in Los Angeles, most people are... In fact, wearing their masks, it's not that big a deal. Uh, I wear a mask sitting outside at my, my daughter's dance class. It's not a hard thing to do. Went to Target yesterday, wearing a mask. Went to the grocery store, wearing a mask. Had to take my kid to Target. That That's the thing, is I'll get tangented for a second. When you get to my age, uh, the excitement for certain things is, is palpable. Uh, I had to go to Target yesterday to pick up a card table. It was very exciting, and I'll tell you, I was actually very excited because uh, I just, and we, we have folding tables at my house, but I wanted a square, what they call a card table, for, literally for playing cards, dominoes, I play a lot of dominoes at my house, and I, I was like, I, I need, I just want to have a night, the table specifically for that, that's square, so we're not trying to sit around a rectangle table, I, we have a, we have a glass top table uh, in my backyard, which I, we have played dominoes on, uh, but anyone out there who's played dominoes, like, 
actually seriously played. You know, sometimes those things getting slammed down on the table. Nah, you don't want to be playing it on a glass table. But that was the excitement for my birthday. I was picking up a card table there at Target. Uh, but again, masks. Everybody's in masks. Not a big deal. My daughter wears a mask all day at school. She's wearing a mask right now as she's at school. It's not a huge deal, so I'm happy to see that. Uh, we are seeing some reports. Uh, apparently the band Fish, with a, with a PH, Fish, You've all probably heard of this band. They're they're very Grateful Dead-ish. They're like a jam band. Uh, I have some friends that are very, very big fans of Fish. They played a couple shows in Vegas. I believe they did, they did them indoors with like 16,000 people at these shows. Uh, and we're getting kind of slowly getting reports from certain people that attended the concerts uh, that there's some positive tests coming out of that. It doesn't look like kind of the full-on outbreak, for lack of a better word. Uh, and the cool thing is to see the responsibility of people. People are posting within like their fan groups. I'm sure if you're a fan, you know, a fan of any any band, any band out there, musician, whatever it is, you know, there's these fan groups out there, uh, especially on Facebook. And people are posting, "Hey, I had a positive test. Here's where I was sitting. If you were sitting anywhere in this section, get tested." Uh, and this is just another example. As as horrible as, as it is to see that we're possibly we had a spreading event there, uh, it's great to see everyone taking responsibility. You know, this is what they do in in Korea. Because uh, I have a friend that was there a few months ago for work, and they should do, it's contact tracing. It's 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 not that difficult to do, and doing things like that keep us all safer, really, uh, so we can do better. Um, hopefully, the masks there helped. Uh, I've been I have I haven't been at any huge shows inside, uh, but I've been to smaller shows inside wearing masks, and I've been safe so far. Knock on wood, uh, and outside even wearing masks in the crowds, but mask off, you know, when I'm away from the crowds because it's outside. It's a little different there. Uh, and we did get news uh, from the CDC or FDA, whoever's making the recommendations. Everybody now eligible for a booster. If you got your first two shots and it's been six months or more, uh, head on out there, get a booster. In fact, I saw somebody post on online today. Uh, they just walked into a CVS, didn't even have an appointment, got their booster shot, and they were out of there in a couple minutes. So I haven't gotten mine yet. Waiting for my wife to get back in town. I'm probably just going to wait until after Thanksgiving, like right after Thanksgiving, in case I have a bunch of funky side effects, which I doubt. I didn't have any side effects from the first two shots. In fact, I, I, I got my second shot, came home, ate a little something, and, and went and lifted weights. I don't know if that helped, but maybe it did. I've seen people say, like, oh, go do some exercise, and it helps, uh, you know, kind of with the side effects. Uh, so just do it. If you're six months after your second shot, get the booster. It's going to help yourself. It's going to help everybody. Uh, and, in fact, again, we're seeing this surge. Austria, as of today, is in the country of Austria is in a full, full-on lockdown. Like, people can't even leave their houses, can't leave the country. It's kind of crazy. Uh, so unfortunately, we're we're still in the thick of it. Still talking about COVID, you know, almost two years later here. Um, so let's let's all do let's all do our part, uh, and let's all do better. All right, the weekly rant. Oh boy, this one's kind of silly, but I, I gotta just talk about it. So like I said, I went to Popeyes yesterday, going to the drive-through dance class with the kiddo. Hit the drive-through on the way home, little dinner. Uh, so. I'm, and here's the thing. I don't mind sitting in the drive-thru forever. I was sitting at this in this drive-thru for like 20-plus minutes just waiting. Everybody's ordering. And it's funny. I hear the car in front of me. Dude ordered 60-something dollars worth of spicy chicken sandwiches. I'm just like, dude, that's they're like four bucks. That's a lot of sandwiches, man. <laughs> I'm sure a big, big crowd of people or whatever he's going to meet up with. Uh, but big, long line at Popeye's. I don't mind that. I order and stuff. It's fine. But I get up to the window, uh, and the, the guy doesn't even say hello to me. He's just kind of like, and the funny thing is, he says, picking up an order, and I was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm at the drive-thru. <laughs> and I, I told him, I was like, yeah, no, I just ordered at the speaker. And he looks, he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And I was like, hi, how are you, sir? You know, and then he's like, blah, 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 or whatever. And I, you know, I start to give him my card, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot. Because uh, my, my daughter wanted a biscuit. And I was like, I totally forgot to order a biscuit. Is there any way I can add a biscuit to this? He's like, no, it's too late. I'm like. Really? Now, I've worked in retail, uh, and I've worked in food service. This is one of those instances where you're just like, and, you know, I bought 20-something dollars worth of food. Sandwiches for me, dinner for my kid, a giant french fry. I've got leftovers in the fridge. Plenty of money was spent on this food. And the guy, nope, can't have a biscuit. Really? I Really? I can't. And my kid's in the back. She's like, oh, why can't we? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, sweets. Like, I get, we can't get a biscuit. You know, first, first of all, you want to charge me? That's fine. Figure, figure out a way to do it. Give me a damn biscuit. On top of that, yeah, you probably could have just thrown a biscuit in the bag for me. Call it a day. Throw the biscuit in the bag for me. And in fact, stark difference from my grocery trip 
earlier in the day yesterday. I go to Vaughn's here, picking up a bunch of stuff. Two different uh, workers in the store complimented my purple hair. Yesterday was complimenting the purple hair day because uh, that wasn't the only instance. I go up to check out friendliest uh, checkout person, friendliest person bagging my, we're joking around and all this stuff. And, you know, they're, they're teasing me. Not in a bad way, but they're, oh, look, oh, this is it. pre-made cheese and crackers. I was like, yeah, my wife's out of town, so I, I, I'm not as good with the party prep, and we're joking back and forth. Uh, pleasant experience. And then at Target, a little later, you know, high from a couple of associates around the stores and pick, I'm carrying this giant card table. Whole, got my five-year-old on one hand, giant card table on the other, and she's she's picking up pirate pirate booty. Oh, that reminds me, pirate, oh, pirate booty, and my kid is hilarious. Let's go up to the... Another compliment on my hair. All good. She gives my daughter some Target stickers. Such a pleasant experience uh, compared to Popeye's. Now, I understand. Please don't send me the hate mail. I understand sometimes people are going through other things. I, I respect that. Uh, but even if you're having a terrible day, can I just get a, hi, how you doing? It's kind of like 101 of customer service. A hi, how you doing? And just give me the damn biscuit. I got a five-year-old in my car wants a biscuit. Like, what is the big deal here? It's not like I just came up to the windows like, hey, give me a free biscuit. No, I just spent some money. What's a biscuit cost? 50 cents or something ridiculous like that? Just give me the damn biscuit. So I'm hoping customer service. I left there yesterday. I was like, I'm never going back to Pompeii's again. I am, to be fair, I was hungry. And I was not giving attitude back. I was like, hi, I, you know, not at all. But I was like, that that's ridiculous. I've calmed down a little since then. I can still feed my chicken sandwich addiction, fortunately, and my kid's chicken nugget addiction. Chicken nuggets, not addicted to chicken nuggets from anywhere except Popeye's because it's like good, real chicken. Oh, and I I did enjoy the hell out of those chicken sandwiches last night. I got some leftover nuggets in the fridge. I think that's what I'm going to have for lunch today after I pick up my kiddo at school. Uh, but let, let's all just do better. Uh, friendliness begets friendliness. Uh, and, and, and I understand I, I'm off. My mental illness often puts me in a very, 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 very bad mood. Uh, just a smile and a hi, how you doing goes a long way, even if you're having a, a bit of a rough day. Uh, so remember that anyone out there, I was going to say, remember that anyone out there in customer, just remember that in life, in life, you know, smile. Hey, how you doing? It's so easy. You know, even if you're having a bad day, cause here's the thing, someone else is having a bad day and they get a smile and a, Hey, how you doing? You might be making their day, you know, just keep the positivity rolling. All right. Uh, Mental health. I want to talk a little bit about mental health. I don't have a lot this episode. Um, hopefully this will keep the episode shorter so I'm not late getting out of here. And I'm going to give you the full Punk in the Park recap. Uh, so that's going to take up a lot of time. I joked about it last episode. That's like half an episode of Punk in the Park recap. So we're going to shoot through all those bullet points. Uh, but mental health. Punk Rock Saves Lives. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Punk Rock Saves Lives. There's a sticker on the wall right there. I volunteer with them. I donate to them. I have uh, plenty of Punk Rock Saves Lives shirts and hats, uh, among other things, masks. Uh, but they announced a new partnership today with Mood. I have mentioned Mood. Uh, full disclosure, I use Mood. Uh, I talked about them uh, among other resources a few, like ah, probably maybe a couple months ago now, uh, as possible mental health resources for you that are a little easier to navigate uh, than going straight through some doctors because you can actually get appointments, do them via Zoom, uh, get prescriptions via Zoom. Uh, so they have announced a partnership. If, if Mood is something that you're interested in, uh, or have thought about doing, haven't done yet. Now, this doesn't, I'm already part of Mood, like, so it doesn't help me. But if you're not yet, uh, make sure you go look up Punk Rock Saves Lives. Uh, it's probably on the website. I clicked through on, on Facebook today, but go, so if it's not on their website, which I haven't double-checked yet, uh, just go through Facebook, and there will be a link. It takes you through, and you get $75 off, uh, like, your first month or whatever with Mood. Uh, and nobody quote me on exact costs. I, I, I use them, but I can't remember, couldn't tell you the exact costs off the top of my head. Uh, but it's going to save you $75 if you go through Punk Rock Saves Lives. That link that is on there on Facebook, probably also on the website. Uh, so check them out. Mood is a great resource for anyone out there that, that needs it. You know, it's, it's not for everyone, but anyone that needs it, especially if you don't currently have, uh, you know, a plan or a doctor uh, or, or ways to navigate your mental illness. Mood is, is a great way to kind of kind of break in and, and get that get that going. So check them out. Punk Rock Saves Lives. Big shout out to them. Uh, lots of toxicity coming. I just want to talk about this briefly. Uh, we talked about the Rittenhouse verdict and everything. There's going to be a lot of toxicity coming, uh, and especially coming into an election here, year here in the United States. Uh, we're going to be going through a lot. And remember, you can't change everyone. So don't sacrifice your health 
in order to to really argue with a wall. Because a lot of times you're arguing with strangers online. Uh, you're not going to change their mind. They're not going to change your mind in a lot of stuff. Now, a healthy debate is one thing. I'm not saying don't dis have discussions or anything, uh, but just know arguing online is, is not the best thing for your mental health. And we got a lot of toxicity coming. Um, I already know. I mean, for the most part in my feeds, all my friends are like, what the hell? This, what is this country coming to? But then, of course, I'm in some groups where people come out and they are they are defending the verdict and everything else. And it's not going to be worth your time for the most part. Just keep that in mind. You know, you're not a lawyer. You're not arguing with a lawyer. You're not going to get anywhere. You may as well just be yelling at a wall. Now, I realize I yell at a wall every episode, but that's kind of my thing. I'm not actually, I don't, I don't engage and argue with people online. It's not something I do. Even when I get the hate mail, which comes through, uh, through SeanOroarkLive.com, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Click delete. <laughs> like, thanks. Thanks for your opinion, dude. Cool talk. Like, we're, we're good here. Uh, just, just keep that in mind. It's not worth, it's not worth your mental health by any means. And, and if you're not getting anything out of it, why are you doing it? You know, you're just, and giving someone a platform to argue with that that's really all you're looking at at that point so just keep that in mind when when you see something and trust me if it i understand getting up i read things and i'm like oh my god people are terrible we're going to talk about cpac here <laughs> like that was one of the most difficult ones for me not to uh engage it's like really you're gonna slander muppets uh, i take that personal if we're gonna slander muppets i take it personal we're gonna get into some of that with common sense here uh, but not worth it uh, and i want to point out we're doing Sports-related yet again, there's a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, uh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. He actually went through a bit of depression last year. And the reason I'm bringing him up here in mental health is uh, he came out recently talking about his struggles, being open with it. This is something uh, that we are huge proponents of here at Go Tell to the Wall and often preach, talk about, encourage as much as possible as being open uh, in the hopes that somebody else will hear this and, and know that it's okay. Somebody else will hear it and know that they can get help. Somebody else will hear it and know that there's nothing wrong with them. Uh, that there's resources, all these other things. That's why we talk about mental health every single episode. It's something that's important to me uh, because I've lived with it my entire life, uh, and and I've just to see the strides we've taken over the past twenty, you know, twenty five, twenty fifteen, even ten years. And it helps to have people of stature, uh, well known people like athletes, come out and say, "Hey, it's okay to feel this way." And in fact, one one important thing he said. Uh, which is something I have talked about quite often, and I'm not trying to say, oh, well, I thought about that first. No, no, no. It's just it's great with, that somebody with a bigger platform than I have uh, or even a different platform is speaking out about this, and he, he was talking about how brain health is just as important as body health, and that is important. You have to take care of your brain. Absolutely. Uh, so I encourage anyone out there uh, that's interested, go look up A.J. Brown, and, and he did a press conference and talked very openly about it, uh, and it's great to see because... Even if it's like two kids, that's two teenagers that see that and say, you know what, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to not be okay. Because that's what's important. All right, let's get into some positive news. Oh, man. This was a tough one today. I was prepping the show, and I got, I saw breaking news that the verdict was coming. I, I know, and I said, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about and debate it and everything else. I'm just, I'm simply trying to recognize the mood that this can be creating. Uh, so, doesn't sound like this would be positive news, but for me, the positive news is seeing the outrage. And the outrage isn't positive, obviously, but the growth that can come from this can be positive. Uh, we have seen change based on certain protests that have happened over the past couple years, and as disgusting as this is to see, this is definitely going to motivate individuals to get out there and fight for change, hopefully motivate politicians to fight for change. Uh, and, and that is the one positive we can take from this. It's even international. I've seen, so this isn't even a, a United States thing. There's outrage across the pond here. I'm seeing from my friends that live in the UK uh, that are outraged at this verdict. And again, I don't want to talk about legal stuff or whatever else. It's simply a common sense situation. And hopefully from that, we can find something positive and enact some change so that this doesn't continue to happen, that kids don't go into a crowd of people with a gun, regardless of intention. I don't want to see anyone walking around with an assault rifle in a crowd like that. It's just That's, that's why I live in California. This is a common occurrence in other states. That's why I live in California. And you know what? If you want to do it, that's fine. 
go walking around with your guns. I, I'm not, I'm not, nobody needs an assault rifle, but if you want to walk around with a common sense, that's fine. It's just, it's not for me. That's a large part of why I live in California. Uh, and there's still good. That's the other reminder is the positive side of it is there is still good out there. We're not seeing everyone like, yeah, he's acquitted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, quite the opposite. Uh, so as, as terrible as it is to see uh, and know kind of where the legal system, who they're protecting and where they're going, we are seeing at least something's going to come from the outrage. And you can see that there is plenty of good still out there, plenty of common sense still out there. Uh, and, and hopefully that'll at least be built upon uh, despite it being a, a, a terrible outcome uh, in a lot of people's eyes. But but take that motivation. Uh, you know, don't don't take it to violence. Don't take it to arguing with someone that, whose mind you're never going to change. But take that motivation uh, to go out there and, and be a positive uh, influence in, 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 your, in your, your city, your state, your country, the world, your, your community itself, whatever it is, uh, be that, that positivity uh, moving forward. All right, parenting. Oh, boy. Still going strong on the uh, solo parenting. As I said, this is my wife's first business trip uh, since before the pandemic began, almost two years uh, outside of like one little weekend trip uh, that, that she took a little while ago uh, for something else very important. But it, the, there hasn't been a challenge. It's actually been great. Uh, the one challenge is getting, and that's a challenge when my wife is in town, is getting the kid up in the morning. She loves doing this one more minute thing. And she often, like early hours of the morning, she'll crawl into bed. And I, I roll over and wait. I'm like, oh, there's a kid in my bed. And uh, and then so I'll, I'll, my alarm will go off. And I'm like, all right, let's let's time to get up. And I'll give her a couple minutes to come back. She's like, one more minute. And she's like a teenager, pulls the covers. One more minute, pulls the covers over. And it's like, all right, wh- one minute. And then minute passes. One more minute. It's like, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> we we got to actually get to school. Uh, that's, that, that is the challenge is getting to school on time. I don't know why kids have to go to school so early, but that, that's what they do and uh, yesterday was nuts. I, I warned my kid because I was like, got her to, we had school and then I had to go to the grocery store and then we had our little Target adventure and then it was dance club. And I told her, I was like, we are doing all these things. I got to do some work at home, Target, dance class. I had a parent teacher conference yesterday, my first one ever uh, via Zoom, which was exciting. And that was great too. My wife jumps on from Florida. So yeah, Two two parents on uh, opposite sides of the country uh, conversing with uh, with my kids' teacher and very very positive. I think parent teacher conferences are important. It's good to, and especially uh, in these times where you can't really be in the classroom. Uh, now I've met her teacher. Uh, you know, I usually I, I pretty much see her teacher every day because I go to pick up my kid and and uh, she you know they release the kids. They're like, oh, there's 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 uh, Zoe's dad and you know blah blah. blah. Uh, so I, I've met her, but it was nice to actually have some blocked out time to to discuss my kid and class and everything with her. Uh, but going good. And uh, and as of today, end of school today, that's why she's actually, they've had minimum days all week. That's what's been killing me too, is usually I'm picking, I, got, I have an extra hour and a half on a normal basis, but this week it's like, oh, come pick your kid up at 1130. And it's like, it's not actually 1130, but it feels like it's like, my kid, I just dropped her off. Uh, so, but as of today, it's going to be Thanksgiving break, which is interesting. I don't know how many of you out there uh, in the U.S., when I was a kid, uh, we, we usually had like a half day on Wednesday and then you got Thursday, Friday off and, and that was it. Uh, but now uh, in, in Los Angeles Unified, uh, they get the entire week off. So she's on, officially on Thanksgiving break in like less than an hour here. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be exciting for her and I'll have to find some activities to keep everything, uh, going smoothly next week. Uh, and in fact, I've already got an activity for Saturday, which, which kind of brings me to my next topic. And that would be meeting kids, friends, parents. Uh, so here's the thing. You can't always pick who your kids are friends with. And then, of course, you kind of get pushed into... And this hasn't really happened to me in a negative way yet. I've just, it, I often think about it because uh, I'm spoiled. I have a circle of friends uh, that have kids. And, and then our kids have become friends because they've known each other their entire lives, you know. Uh, and we obviously get along like we were friends. But you always have that little instance of like, oh man, she's making a friend, I'm going to have to hang out with a parent. And usually it's fine, I've met parents at the school and stuff, they're all very nice. Uh, so I haven't actually been in a situation where I'm like, oh god, no, no, no. Uh, but I am a little bit nervous about Saturday, uh, because I she has a birthday party to go to, which is actually right, we're going to walk to it, because there's schools there, every, like the kids live in the neighborhood. We, we run into kids walking to and from school, and you know they're all very nice and everything, but I'm a little bit nervous that i got to go sit at this party. 
with with a bunch of parents that I probably uh, maybe I've met briefly at the school but don't really know. Uh, and it's it's kind of like first day of school, make a new you know making new friends, or you're like the new kid at school. I'm like, oh man, that's the thing. Even though I yell at a wall, and if if you've met me in person at like a show or something, I'm around people that I know. I I'm very loud and boisterous, but when I'm around people I don't know, it take, I'm I'm like a toddler. I'm kind of like I'm a little I'm a little nervous. Takes me a little while to warm up, so I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm dreading it. I'm just hoping that I don't make an ass of myself at this kid's birthday party. Not doing stuff with the kid, like not embarrassing the kids, but just sitting there conversing with, with parents that I didn't know previously. Uh, and I will... S- no, let's save that. I'm going to save that for next parenting because uh, I'm going to end up running out of time. That's what always happens. And we still got this Punk in the Park recap to get through. All right, let's talk some common sense. Oh, this is what I was referring to a little while ago. The Sesame Street backlash. Yeah, because Big Bird came out in 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 support of vaccines, uh, which for those of you not aware, Sesame Street has has been supporting and, and promoting uh, safe vaccines since at least the 70s, maybe before that. There's cli- literally clips of Big Bird saying get vaccinated from the 70s. Amazing, I know. Uh, but of course, we're getting some some backlash from from CPAC, the uh, uh, Conservative Political Action Conference or Caucus or whatever it is. I don't really care. I just I'm like a bunch of idiots. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I no problem if you want to be conservative. CPAC ridiculous. In fact, they put out advertising saying uh, that the Sesame like multiple different little advertising things were not invited to the CPAC conference in Florida, and it's like Big Bird, and it's Elmo, and it's Bert and Ernie, and it's all this other stuff. It's like, really? Like, this is this is what we're doing now? You're threatened by fucking Muppets? Muppets. And this is why I take it personally. Like, don't bring Muppets into this. For those of you aware, my, my, my playa name is Magical Muppet. Uh, there's a lot of Muppets around this studio. A lot of Henson stuff. A lot of it. Because I've loved the Muppets since I was a kid. Uh, and I was I was dubbed Magical Muppet by my sister Juliet, and I proudly have continued that that Playa nickname uh, for a long time. Uh, and it's even more ridiculous because the the leader of the CPAC, the conference leader or whatever it is, uh, came out criticizing the newest Muppet on Sesame Street, uh, who is Asian American, and said there should be no Asian American Muppets. His just his head's probably exploding right now because he's so offended by an Asian American Muppet and and Big Bird promoting vaccines. This is the world we live in. Common sense says we need things like this. When you are able to include a a uh, a, a marginalized group, a minority group in something where kids can then see themselves in it, this was like Black Panther years ago, where so many uh, young kids of color were able to see a superhero that looked like them. We, all throughout history, uh, real, in this country at least, maybe you know, it might be a little better in other countries, white male superheroes, white ma- female white superheroes. Like, so to be so offended by an Asian American Muppet, and I saw a quote from him saying something along the lines of, you know, it's always just been simple and stuff, and there's never been race included in anything, and I'm sitting there going, holy shit, I learned to count to six in Spanish when I was like three from Sesame Street because they were teaching you how to count in Spanish. There have been people of color and cultural references on Sesame Street since before I was born. You ever meet Gordon? Maria? That, that, that's been a been a, a, a important tentpole of Sesame Street since the beginning of Sesame Street. Absolutely. So give me a break, CPAC. And how can you take them seriously? We're talking about the same people that were calling a lot of people snowflakes for years. You know, oh, you're all snowflakes. Are now offended by a Muppet. <laughs> like, really? Really? And they're also the same people that were like, you can't cancel Dr. Seuss for his wildly racist books. Never canceled the guy, you just canceled the racist books. But by all means, you, they're yelling out there, don't cancel Dr. Seuss. You're trying to cancel Big Bird. For common sense stuff. The hypocrisy is astounding. It really is. It's absolutely astounding. But that's the world we live in. Uh, Here's another one that I saw floating around social platforms. Uh, So apparently today or yesterday, 
President Joe Biden went in for a colonoscopy. If you're familiar with colonoscopies, you actually get put under uh, anesthesia for that. Um, you know, so he's fully put under. Uh, so there was a report that came out that said uh, uh, Kamala Harris actually held the presidential powers for 85 minutes today while Joe Biden uh, was put under for his colonoscopy. I actually saw multiple posts from people where they were like, oh, man, you knew this was coming. You saw this coming and all this other stuff. And it's like more ignorance, more ignorance, because if you simply do a little Googling, this is a very common practice among presidents of the United States of America when they go in for surgery. In fact, technically, Dick Cheney was president of the United States multiple times throughout uh, George Bush, George Bush's presidency in the early 2000s. This is not anything new. So for people to go out there and say, oh, look, what's happening now? Kamala Harris, the powers of the president. Yeah, this has happened so much. It's not even funny. I, I believe Al Gore had it. Um, Biden probably had it at one point with Obama. The only reason Mike Pence never had it is because uh, the Orange Menace refused to sign over uh, presidential powers while he was put under uh, once or twice for actual, like never confirmed, but I'm sure colonoscopy. That's the thing. When you hit a certain age, you get colonoscopies. It's a regular checkup for, for men of a certain age. I believe women too, but men get it a little earlier than women or more often, I believe, because of, of prostate cancer, which is uh, fairly predominant within men. I have, I have friends that have gone in for their colonoscopies. I haven't had to get mine yet. I'm, I'm, I'm a year away from 40, so I've got a few years until, uh, until I have to be going in regularly. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, this is a common practice. Common. The ignorance is absolutely astounding. And this is one I didn't want to engage. I, I saw multiple ones, like people I've, I've even known personally, and I'm like, seriously? Like, what, do, you, do you not? Just a little bit of Googling. And and this is I'm I know I'm not a I know nothing about politics I use simply use common sense with it but I knew before I saw the story that that was a common occurrence. Let's all do better. Speaking of silly things that one side of the political system does here in this country, let's go Brandon. That's right. Let's go Brandon. Have you seen this trending and you heard people saying it? Let's go Brandon. This is some kind of uh, finger quotes are coming out. This is some kind of code words. Uh, for that the certain side of the political spectrum has been using and they think they're very clever uh, but what I do love to see is everyone criticizing them for really not being clever at all uh, and if you're not familiar with this let's go Brandon is supposed to be code finger quotes uh, for fuck Joe Biden mm -hmm. or fuck Biden uh, here's the thing with it see how I just said it just say it you don't need a code word just say it that's one of my favorite things and from a common sense standpoint with people you know people worship the Orange Menace and, and certain other people. Uh, what I love about my feed, and I've had I've heard people say, oh, you know, one side, you're going to get all this pro-Trump stuff. You're going to get all this pro-Biden stuff. You go into my feed, and it's, it's basically fuck them all. That's what it is. You know, a lot of people wanted to get Biden elected to get rid of the Orange Menace, but now they're criticizing him instead of worshiping at his feet. So really, don't try to be clever because it's not working out for you. You can just say fuck Joe Biden. It's not illegal. Nobody cares. I mean, come on. It's absolutely astounding that, that they think people think they're so clever. Let's go, Brandon. I see people post it in like uh, I'll watch car chases on, on online and stuff. And there's comment sections. Let's go, Brandon. Like, OK, you can just say it. It's it's not illegal. You can totally say it. You can type it. Nobody nobody's going to stop you. Oh, man. Common sense. All right. Entertainment news. We are nearing the end. Of, of episode 126, but we still got quite a bit of content here, especially when it comes to entertainment news, because I got a lot of good stuff I want to talk about, including that Punk in the Park recap. And what I'm listening to. If you're watching the video and you're seeing my shirt, you already know who I'm going to be talking about for listening to this week. Uh, but before we get there, I want to talk about a new revival coming. And this is a revival, it is not a reboot which I think is important to keep in mind. I might have even watched a reboot of this, but there was a show I think it only had two seasons, maybe three seasons. A show called Party Down. It was a Stars show. Uh, Stars is like a movie network, a la HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, uh, you know, premium network and everything. Uh, Party Down. It was wildly popular. Uh, Adam Scott was on there. Um, Jane Lynch, Ken Moreno, uh, all kinds of uh, Megan Mullally. 
star-studded, fantastic show. If you haven't seen it, I believe it's on Netflix. You don't need to have stars to to see because, and this is it's it hasn't been on the air for years. Uh, but stars announced a revival of Party Down. So. Again, not a reboot, a revival. They're going to kind of continue. Uh, and so far, most of the main characters have signed on. And in fact, I think it's only one of the main characters that didn't sign on. It's not because she didn't want to do it. It's because she has schedule conflicts with other stuff that she uh, is currently on. Uh, so we're going to see all those people I just mentioned coming back for more Party Down. Uh, super excited about that one. If, you, if you're a fan, get excited. That's coming at some point. If you're not a fan, highly, highly recommend checking out Party Down. Uh, like I said, you should be able to find it on Netflix because uh, I've never had stars. I watched it after the fact, like after it was on television. I believe, I believe I was watching it on Netflix. Netflix or Hoot, one of those. It's one of the ones that's been around for a while. So definitely uh, do a little googling. Check out Party Down. If you haven't seen it, you are missing out. Absolutely missing out uh, on on the greatness that is Party Down. So check it out. All right, Ghostbusters Afterlife hits theaters today, November nineteenth. Uh, young Sean from the 80s is just drooling over this new Ghostbusters movie. Um, now, seeing the trailers and stuff, I felt pretty confident about it. It looked like it was going to be a good storyline, good plot line, all that kind of good stuff, but there's still some, there's always some apprehension. However, uh, and you know, there's critics and stuff. I don't read a lot of like critics. Uh, what I do is I, I, I look at peers, you know, people that I, that either like the same movies as I do or you know, maybe went to film school and I value their opinion to an extent. And I'm seeing from peers that it is a fantastic movie just dropped today. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that so, so, so much. I love all the Ghostbusters films. Uh, even the reboot uh, with, with the, the all-female reboot was fantastic. I love the originals. I think I've mentioned before, uh, my mother took us to New York uh, in the 80s when I was a kid. We literally went to Tavern on the Green, sat at the table in front of the window where Rick Moranis is banging on the window because uh, the... Uh, you know, the, the big dog thing is chasing him. Uh, hi, I, I, I'm so excited about this one. I'm so excited. Can't wait. I'm probably not going to see it in the theater, so I'm going to wait until it comes on, like, the, you know, the premium thing or whatever. I might just buy the damn thing. I own all the other Ghostbusters movies. Uh, and, and I love Paul Rudd. Love Paul Rudd, and I'm geeking out about the mini Stay Puft things. I still got to go on online and order, like, a couple mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Men to put around the studio because uh, I... I I have a, I had a Ghostbusters obsession as a kid, and it takes me right back there uh, to when I was a kid and enjoying uh, all the Ghostbusters movies and even the cartoon. There was a Saturday, Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, Ecto Cooler. Who doesn't love some Ecto Cooler? All that good stuff. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. All right, I kind of teased this last episode. Didn't want to talk about it. And I'm not going to get in depth on it. I'm not, again, I'm not a legal expert, uh, but I am an expert from a certain aspect. Uh, and that would be Travis Scott and, and the Astro World tragedy uh, that happened down there in Houston. This was wild, because while I was at Punk in the Park, I actually we heard some rumblings of it. Uh, I believe it was Saturday night we started hearing rumblings, and then Sunday people were talking about it. And I remember some, you know, somebody came up there like, oh, did you hear what happened? I was like, what, what, what? And eight people died. And I was like, wait, wait, what? What's going on down there? You know, and then, of course, and I... You're hearing word of mouth. No service out there at Punk in the Park. Again, I won't talk talk about that, but you're just hearing word of mouth. And so when I got home, it was late Sunday night, Monday morning, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, that's what everyone was talking about. Um, and the reason I bring this up, it, it's incredibly sad. Um, especially I, a nine-year-old boy lost his life. The, the kid just wanted to go to a concert with his dad and unfortunately lost his life because of this. And, and there was at least one other kid. Um, now, I say one other kid, like young kid. There a lot of them were kids, like 20-year-old, you know, it, it, just utterly ridiculous to see. You, n you never want to see that. Uh, but the important thing I want to talk about is, and I will say there's some truth to this, uh, but a lot of people within my community, within the he the metal community, uh, were posting things like, you know, when someone falls down in the pit, we pick them up. You know, if you're not familiar with the pit, that's the big crowd, you know. And I think that, I'm not saying it's not true. There is a certain amount of truth to that. That's what we do as punks. That's what we do at punk shows. That's what you do in the pit. However, I don't think we should lump everyone in as being, you know, dumb for lack of a better word or not being uh, caring or compassionate. Uh, I think this is going to be a situation where in the end we realize the organizers did a lot of things wrong. Um, and it wasn't so much the attitude of the entire crowd uh, that did this. It was more of a logistical fuck up. Um, and especially there's video of like, like thousands of people running through the, the metal detectors and security gates and everything else and just being unprepared. 
and putting this crowd surge in there. Now, I will put some blame on Travis Scott. Uh, he should have stopped the show. Now, and, and then there's, oh, he's, the, the artist doesn't know what's going on in the crowd. I've been to multiple shows where the artist will stop the show until everyone is safe, or they'll see someone in an unsafe situation. That, you know, I've talked about it before, Amy Interrupter, literally pointing out a girl in the crowd uh, a few years ago who was about to pass out. She's stuck in this big crowd and wasn't getting like mauled or, you know, stepped on or anything, but she just was very dehydrated. And she, she pointed the security guard, pointed at the girl, and everyone helped the girl get to the front, put her over the rail, security guard pulled her over the rail, and Amy Interrupter singing the whole time, grabs a water bottle from off of one of the, the amps there, hands it to the girl as she's being helped off by security. The artist on stage is completely capable of at least doing a little something to help with that. Travis Scott did not do that by any means. However, I don't think we put all of the blame on the crowd uh, and, and their, their ignorance or their not knowing that somebody gets picked up. We don't know exactly what happened there. We don't. So just reserve reserve your, uh, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Huh. Reserve your wrath. That's not the word I'm looking for, but reserve your wrath until we know a little more. Uh, and if you're going to put it anywhere, put it on uh, the organizers trying to cut corners and on, on Travis Scott for, for not doing his part to, to kind of make it a little better. At least that little better. Uh, bra Brass Against, this happened. I'm just going to talk about this real quick. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, there's a band called Brass Against, their lead singer. Uh, you're hearing this right. Their lead singer brought a fan up on stage. He laid on the ground, and she peed on his face. Uh, now, there's there's had to be apologies and all these other things. NASCAR has said, has apparently was at a NASCAR event or a NASCAR uh, venue. said, no, they're never going to be allowed back and all these other things. I get it. It's kind of gross. I like that's not something I really want to see. However, this is really what we're freaking out about. Uh, I would like to point out a gentleman from the 80s and early 90s named Gigi Allen. Uh, so if you think that was crazy, uh, just go Google Gigi Allen and see what kind of stuff can actually happen at shows. Not a big deal to me. I'm not offended by it. I don't think she needed to apologize. And honestly, that's that's pretty rock and roll. I think you know it's gross, but the dude the dude consented to it. He wanted to do it. It's just what it is what it is, you know, everybody pees. Let's get over it, honestly. All right. Now, from brass against <laughs> to something completely different. Uh, bassists against racists. I mentioned this last episode. Make sure uh, you've got like two week and a half, two weeks left to pick up uh, a reprint of Eloise or Lynn Lee uh, through uh, through the basis against racists line of shirts. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I can tell you I spoke with the great Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing today. Uh, there are some really, really good bases coming down the pipeline. Uh, like I said, I've ordered my Lynn shirt because I missed out on that one. Uh, but there's going to be some really exciting uh, art and artists coming out uh, for bases against racists. So look forward to that. Uh, and again, if you're in the United States, you're going to order bases against racists through Chaos Merch right here in the U.S. If you are in Europe... And this is something I, I, because I'm in the U.S. and I, I always order from Chaos Merch, I have failed to mention, uh, if you're in Europe, please make sure you check out the T-Mom website. That's T-M-O-M. -M. Uh, also, follow them on Instagram. Lots of great stuff coming through. There. And they don't just do Bases Against Racist merch. They do a lot of uh, merch for American bands. They do their European merch uh, because shipping makes it easier that way. And, and I'm not a merch guy, but I know there's a lot of logistics stuff that, that makes it easier. So make sure uh, not only... You, not only that you're ordering through T-Mom if you're in Europe, uh, but also follow them on Instagram. Great merch company. Highly recommend them. I don't order a lot from them because I'm in the U.S., but uh, but I love I do follow them on Instagram. Uh, great company. Uh, so make sure you're checking them out and get, pick up your, your Basis Against Racist pre-orders uh, and then also following Basis Against Racists, Chaos Merch, Lindley, Zombie Teeth Clothing, and T-Mom. That's going to keep you up to date on all of the new designs when they come out so that you'll be able to pre-order in time and not miss one like I missed the first one that was Lynn. I'm just I'm lucky that it came back. Uh, so make sure you're getting those orders in. Uh, and thank you, Paul, for, uh, for for showing me behind the curtain a little bit there. And I can't share any of that with you. It pays to have uh, pays to have good friends who are who are much more connected than I am, or at least connected in the merchant art world. <laughs> All right, what I'm listening to this week. For those of you on the video, you can see this fantastic. I love this this shirt design. It's it's obviously a uh, a take on a Bad Brains logo. Uh, and it's Antagonizers ATL. They are a band out of Atlanta. They've been around for a few years. 
they have two albums out. Uh, Working Class Street Punk is their first album, and their most recent album is called Kings. It was released in July, it's 2021, June or July of 2021. I actually just found this band, uh, saw them a few weeks ago uh, opening for the Drowns down there at Alex's Bar, and it was very... I love when this happens. I had no idea who they were. I'd heard the name uh, because they're actually on Pirates Press Records, uh, so you can get their vinyl through Pirates Press. Love Pirates Re- Press. You can get some of their merch through Pirates Press, of course, also on Bandcamp. Uh, hadn't, I'd heard of them but had never heard them, and it's I, I love being at a show and, and you see a band that you're not familiar with and like a song or two in, you're just like, oh, my God. My eyes were lighting up. I was there with my sis, Laura. She was doing the same thing. Uh, shout out to Rob of, of uh, Punk Rock Saves Lives who was familiar with the band and said, and because we were there to see the Drowns, it's like Drowns. Hell, I love the Drowns. Uh, but he was like, "You're gonna love Antagonizers." And sure enough, I was like, "I, yep, I love Antagonizers." I left that show with a patch from. It's already on my jacket. And I've been obsessed with them lately. Both their albums are are fantastic. It's it's skinhead, skinhead punk rock, skinhead rock and roll, very oi. Uh, it and like I would challenge you to listen to them uh, and and not kind of want to want to pump your fists or, or clap along or dance along or especially at the shows I mean it's very you're, you're singing along you're just having such a blast I, I'm absolutely obsessed with the antagonizers if you have not checked them out make sure you do especially if you're a fan of bands like uh, the drowns or street dogs kind of along that line uh, you're gonna love the antagonizers the attack they're very much like like in that same line of of oi punk skinhead rock um can't recommend them enough. Keyboards. It's, it's I, I love keyboards too. When you throw keyboards, it's just it, you got everything. And the the singer's got a great voice. All great stuff. Uh, make sure you're following antagonizers. I can't wait until they come back. That's it. That's the thing that sucks. Is like when I found Barstool Preachers. It's, I love them. I love them. I love them. Oh yeah, they're in the UK. Well, antagonizers aren't quite as far away as the UK, but they're in Atlanta. So they, you know, they're not here as much as you see the bomb pops. Like I can see the bomb pops sometimes three times in six weeks and. Because uh, they're they're an L.A. band and bad cop, bad cop, uh, Chaser. I've seen Chaser like three times in, in the course of a month because they're a Southern California band. Uh, but check them out, Antagonizers. Both those albums are fire. What did I just say? I did it. You know why? It's because I listened to this this sports host on ESPN. He's got He's got teen kids. And he always jokes and he says, it's fire. I'm like, now I'm saying it. I, I don't know where that came from. It's, I tell you, if I start using that, what is it, yeet, yeet, if I start saying that, just stop listening to the podcast. That's how you know we've we've jumped the shark, but I, I won't do that. Fire's not bad. It's, that's a little okay. But I, antagonizers, get on it. You're missing out if you're not listening to them. And I'll tell you, it's going to be a tough one uh, for best album of 2021. My favorite, not best album, my favorite album of 2021, which will happen, we'll do the top 10 albums of 2021 during the holiday episode. It's going to be tough. We might have a, a tie for number one because uh, Antagonizers Kings and uh, Chaser Dreamers, they might be in a tie for number one. Uh, speaking of Chaser, they played the fantastic festival that was Punk in the Park. This was fantastic. I was sitting on tickets for this for so, so long. Rescheduled dates and everything else. Super excited. Two days of Punk and Beer outdoors down there in Silverado, California at Oak Canyon Park. Uh, if you weren't there... You missed out. It was fantastic. I will say uh, we got there a little bit later than anticipated, which was kind of like, all right, but no big deal. So I did miss a little bit. I missed most of Jughead's Revenge, which was disappointing because I have a friend who's in that band, Eric. uh, But I did get to hear it. just didn't make it all the way to the stage. Uh, But, of course, from there we had to run to the other stage. It was two stages, which I like no sound pollution when the stages aren't next to each other. However, it was like boom, boom, 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock, 3.30. So the first three bands that we saw, we go there, stop by the Punk Rock Saves Lives booth, say what's up to Dabble uh, and Tina and everyone that was working there, uh, and then run to the far stage, because Ch- literally, I start walking, I'm like, I hear Chaser running, uh, and then right as Chaser finishes, it's like, all right, we got to run back to the other stage, ran back for Bomb Pops, as soon as Bomb Pops finished, got to run back to the other stage for Last Gang, all of them putting on great sets, um, and it was fantastic to just be like, boom, 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 boom. I, it, it, my legs were a little tired by the by the end of those few sets because there was just no break for us now. Uh, we, we kind of were able to back off a little bit uh, after that, but running to the stages was, was, just, uh, was just crazy. It was a little crazy on that first day. And the amount of bands that were playing uh, was just fantastic because I not only saw bands that I see quite a bit, you know, Bomb Pops and Chaser, <laughs> like I said, I see them quite a bit, uh, but a few legendary bands. 
definitely a bit of a bucket list item for me was seeing Fear. They put on such a good show. Uh, also, the Dickies uh, and the Vandals, who who put on a great show. The Vandals did did Oi to the World, which was was freaking awesome. Um, I will say I was a little disappointed in some of the bands. Uh, the lead singer of of one of the bands, I'm not going to call out the band specifically, got up on stage and was like, you know, punk rock has never changed the world. Don't waste your time trying to change the world. And I'm sitting there with my buddy Jason, and I'm, we're both looking at each other. He's like, and he even said at first, he's like, weren't we just at a, a booth called Punk Rock Saves Lives where they're saving lives? And I was like, yeah, it seems like that's changing the world for the positive, but I digress. Fucking boomer punks. Uh, you know, and then... I've been a Pennywise fan for a long time. Uh, they closed out the first night. We left during the set. I was I was a little bit unimpressed. Now I, I have some friends that love Pennywise, and they said it was a great set. I was not up close. I just I'm I can't do Orange County Pennywise. There's you know for lack of a better word, there's a lot of bro fans out there. Uh, and then No Effects wasn't putting out their best stuff either. It was a little too much cheese for me. Uh, but it was like seeing the other bands. Me first in the Gimme Gimmies. I am not a record stuff guy, but I was at the back, and they it's funny because, like, they played Jolene, and my, my daughter loves Dolly Parton and Jolene, so I'm like, oh, let me record some of this, and then they played, like, Leaving on a Jet. I'm like, oh, whatever. And I wasn't blocking anybody because I'm way far at the back, but it's one of those one of those funny bands because it's all covers. And you're like, this is hilarious. It's a punk cover of Jolene, and it's freaking awesome, you know. If you're not familiar with me first in the Gimme Gimme's, check them out. I've seen them so many times over the years. they played uh, Warp Tour so many times, uh, but they're they're just a lot of fun. Uh, but some bands, I was like, okay, that's and that's enough of that. We're gonna go eat now. We're gonna go eat now. And I'll tell you, so I can't remember the name of the place. Uh, we usually have chicken nuggets and chicken nuggets, chicken strips and fries. It's at all the festivals. This festival had this pizza uh, from somewhere in Orange County. Oh my God, the pizza was so good. I had this spicy something pizza, and it was uh, it was cheese and pepperoni pizza, and I think it, there was some spiciness in the sauce uh, with crushed red pepper and jalapenos. Oh. Oh, it was so tasty. I wish I, I kind of want that pizza right now. wish I could have it for lunch right now. Uh, and the one thing, last thing I'll say is the avoiding of people. I, def, I, I was able to run into a lot of people, missed a couple people that I would have liked to see because there's literally no phone service out there. You're just, you're like, oh, and that killed us the first day because I was like, we didn't save the set list. So we're trying to, like, I, I was, the first day I was checking my phone. Second day I was like, eh, nah, nah. But I kept trying to get just a little bit of service so I get the set list because it's like, boom, 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 boom. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Uh, and then Voodoo Glow Skulls filled in for one of the other bands that, that ended up not being able to play at the last minute, Pulley. They filled in for Pulley. And so we're kind of like, wait, who's, Who's okay? Oh, 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 thank God the lead singer of Voodoo Glow Skulls wears that giant poncho all the time. I was like, oh, it's Glow Skulls. <laughs> Damn, here, here we go. Uh, but I also had to avoid some people. And weirdly, I think this just happens no matter what you're doing. I, and I'm not because I'm like too cool. I'm like, oh, it was more like, uh, please don't talk to me. Please, no, we're we're not gonna have a nice conversation here. I'm running into those people like multiple times throughout the weekend. I'm like, oh, ha ha ha. Oh, oh turn this. Oh, oh, turn this way. Oh my God. Oh, nope. There they are again. Oh, oh, oh. That was the one bad thing for the weekend, but I'm sure everyone had to deal with that, and I'm sure somebody was out there trying to avoid me, because I would avoid me too. I'm kind of a pain in the ass. I yell at a wall. That's what I do for a living. Uh, but outside of that, highly recommend Punk in the Park. I will be there next year. Uh, I'm going to talk about more bands that, that I'm currently listening to, uh, specifically Left Alone. Also, I was unfamiliar with them completely. Uh, they were fantastic. Love it. Super excited uh, to continue listening to them. Uh, and, of course, the bands that I'm super familiar with, Chaser did fantastic set bomb pops great set last gang so much fun live uh so make sure you know if, if you're not familiar with them check them out as well uh and i'll be back there next year i i can't wait i think and i was talking to some people like tina with punk rock saves lives and i was like i think this is gonna be a be a big yearly thing and, sh and her, she was just one of the few people that were like oh yeah no this is this is gonna be a this is gonna be a new big thing that that's happening yearly here so looking forward to that and i'll get my punk in the park t-shirt uh, busted out here soon because had to have the Punk in the Park t-shirt, you know. And that was the other thing. I think I mentioned it on a podcast. I picked up a Bruce Gosca t-shirt for $5 because it was <laughs> Bruce Gosca was already done. I was at Bruce Gosca. I didn't want to pay $40 for a t-shirt, but I got one for 5 so that was good. All right. Oh, that's going to do it for us. I got to go pick up my kid at school. Thanksgiving break time. Uh, we should have an episode 
next Wednesday and possibly the Sunday after. Just going to depend on scheduling, but there will be at least one episode next week. Uh, so keep that in mind, whether it's Common Sense Sunday or a Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, it's it's all pretty much the same stuff. So, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, also, YouTube, subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, and of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N at SoCalSean, uh, and of course, check out SeanOrWorkLive.com, uh, get on the Patreon, the Patreon if you have the means to do so, and definitely pick up some merch for your holiday shopping, that's right, I'm going to try to get some new merch up there, we got the new logo still too, I'm still, I just haven't had time to get it up there, so hopefully that'll be up and you'll be able to get some 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 stuff for your friends and family for, for the holidays, uh, all right, that's going to do it for episode 126, we'll be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And until next time, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>